Welcome to the Channel Junkies Podcast. Podcast. Where we will discuss all the top tips and strategies to grow a massive real estate YouTube channel that will get you millions of dollars of free leads each and every month. Stop cold calling, door knocking, and paying for leads and watch your business grow 10x with YouTube. We cover everything from starting a channel, optimizing it to be a lead machine, and exactly what videos dominate in ranking so you can get more views, subscribers, and ultimately more home sales. It's drastically changed my life. Here's your industry-leading YouTube realtor, Jackson Wilkie. Jackson Wilkie. Welcome into another live Wednesday edition, live Q&A. Today we're switching things up a little bit. Just making sure my camera's working here and I'm live. If you guys would, if you're out there, go ahead, hit that like button, comment, make sure you can see me. Today we're talking Instagram strategies for real estate agents. And as you know, I'm not a big Instagram guy. That's not what I teach. I keep into my niches. The one thing that despises me about you know social media marketing, real estate marketing, is all of these people who talk about little little bits of everything right but they never master anything i've mastered the youtube thing i freaking love it so that's what i teach so if i ever talk about different you know real estate marketing strategies i'm gonna bring somebody else on who does it actually right so we get sold all the time all these you know oh i'll get you more followers and more viewers and you know all that crap i just want to see strategy right and the other thing that i want to see is people that align with my business, right? I don't want somebody to come in and just talk about paid advertising and you know converting and leads. I think that's a terrible way to run a business and run a real estate business especially because you're always in that converting mode. And a lot of times these people that we're trying to convert with leads, they're not people that typically can you know afford houses and they're tire kickers and it just doesn't build a business to where you're gonna get a lot of repeat and referral business. If you build brand you, if you are you know yourself and people reach out to work with you, that is when you build these massive real estate businesses. And if you've ever talked to and looked at like some of these massive companies or real estate teams, you know, you always hear, oh yeah, I have these lead generating platforms and those, but usually like, and especially what they work on and what a lot of their business come sphere, right? They throw big parties. They're just people, uh, people's people, people like calling them. They do a great job in real estate. And so they build massively, but that takes a lot of freaking time. And how do you get that phone ringing without doing the cold calling, the door knocking and paying for leads? Well, it's through content marketing, which is answering the consumer's question. And there's a way, obviously I do it on YouTube, but there's also a way that you can do it via social media, Facebooks, Instagrams. I've met some agents who do a ton of business leveraging social media is more of like their CRM, right? They, they, they understand when people have big announcements, you know, new jobs, new, you know, new kids, new babies, new, new cars, new whatever. And you can, you know, use that to just reach out to them and have conversations be top of mind. Also, this is the way that real estate's going now. They don't care how long you've been doing real estate, right? I've never been asked one time, Hey Jackson, well, how long you been doing real estate? How, how long you been licensed? Well, actually I lied. That happened once when I was starting out and I cold called these people and I got the listing appointment and I didn't end up getting the listing. The listing after three to four months of negotiation, it was between me and another gal. They chose her because she had more experience. That doesn't happen to me anymore. People reach out and want to call and they want to work with me. It does not happen. We've sold over 400 homes. And in fact, I'm not even the one answering the phone calls. So if you can brand yourself on the social media, it will change your business. So today here in about five, 10 minutes, 
I'm actually going to be bringing on Michelle Berman. She is, you know, a, a, a big advocate of Instagram. She teaches it. She's got courses. She has everything you need about Instagram. And so we'll be able to ask her questions, but I'll get to yours while we're waiting on her. I see a ton of you out in the audience. There we go. We got one comment. So obviously you can see me, hear me. Before she jumps on, I just want to make sure you guys, if you have any questions that, that I answer them about, you know, YouTube content marketing video, but today is a special one um, about Instagram. If you've had any questions about it, we're going to be diving into, you know, her thought process behind Instagram, what she does differently. I love the approach because again, it's centered around you. She has, she runs, you know, our channel junkies Instagram. And I thought it was going to be all these like quotes and all this like action shots and all this, like, you know, this special like calls to action. She's like, no, send me a picture of you out drinking brewskis. Like I want you, people want to work with Jackson Wilkie. I sent her a picture of me fishing, you know, I blew up people comment on that. So it's all like, oh my God. Okay. This Jackson guy, he likes drinking brewskis. He's got kiddos. He likes fishing. That's my kind of dude. Or, Hey, it's not my kind of guy. I don't want to work with him. So we're going to be doing a lot on Instagram today too. As soon as she reaches out, let's see. I just want to make sure she's coming. So if there is say five or more people doing living in channels, just like yours, do you think it's still worth making a channel as well? Absolutely. I just got done teaching our launch program, which is for new agents who, you know, need help just getting everything done, building the channel, the channel art, it's copy paste. Everything is done for you, right? So we, we were just talking about this and I've spread this message for over three years now. There's living in channels all across the country and that can sometimes hinder us enough to where we won't even get our channel going. So here's what I say to that. If there are other living in channels, you can do it too. When I moved to Houston, Texas a little over a year ago, there was 10 of my students here with living in Houston, Texas channels. I did it too. I have the most dominant channel, even though they had 16 months, two years of, of, of head start on me. I went in and I just kicked their butt. Like that's my whole mentality about it, right? When we get our real estate license, we're not going, dang it. You know, I'm going to take this test, but there's already 15,000 other realtors. I better not do this, right? We're just like, no, I can't wait to get this license and I can't wait to be myself and I can't wait to build my own business, right? That's the way that we need to think about YouTube. So you can name it living in Houston or living in whatever, and it's just fine. Or if you want to brand yourself, do like Portland, Oregon living or you know, Portland, Oregon lifestyle, something like that. I'm going to bring in Michelle. I'll answer your other questions about YouTube as well. But what I'm going to do, bring her in. Okay, Michelle, can you hear me? See me? I sure can. Can you hear me? See me? You know, that's right. Hold on. I got to get us up here. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to add you and me. Hold on. I'm all messed up here. So I was actually live before you jumped on and I got to switch my camera. First of all, you know, we're talking, I was talking, you know, YouTube content marketing, all of that stuff. Th that's what I love. And, and I don't know really anything about the, the Instagram type of stuff. So guys, I'm monitoring all your comments, whatever questions you have, I'm sure right out of the gate. That's how both me and Michelle work is like, give us every question you got. We're switching things up a little day about, you know, we're going to be talking Instagram with Michelle, but it's not just Instagram. So I was just talking about it. Like, I'm not going to just bring somebody on who says, Hey, you know, you're going to run these ads. You're going to convert this. It's all about content marketing. It's all about being yourself and who you are. So first and foremost, why don't you talk about just, you know, I, Hey, who you are and, and your big, like why with Instagram marketing? Yeah. So, uh, Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, yep. I'm having some issues over here. I'm in a small town in Louisiana and our and our internet is not awesome with the wind we're having at the moment. So um, hope can you guys hear me all okay? You're Jackson? all good, yep, yep. Okay, cool. So for those of you guys who don't know me, maybe you've never heard of me, never met me. Uh, my name is Michelle Berman-Michael. Um, I am the creator and founder of a program called the Instagram Power Method that teaches real estate agents and loan officers how to organically generate 
business off of Instagram. Um, and as Jackson so poetically said, it's not just Instagram, right? It's about creating better content for every platform that we produce content on. Um, and one of the reasons why there's so much synergy between what I do and what Jackson and Jesse uh, over at Channel Junkies do is that if you are making really great YouTube content, that same kind of content is exactly what you should be putting on Instagram, right? So the short form content um, that's going to allow people to see your catchy headlines or like the five best restaurants in Nashville, right? Like people want that stuff so bad. And what I teach you how to do is create that content for Instagram and then generate conversations out of it that turn into leads, right? And these conversations are meant to be derived out of relationships, right? Or commonalities between me and you that turn into conversations that are really, uh, how would I even say this? That are conversations that are really in depth and personal that really have nothing to do with business. And then we end up hopefully getting them in our DMS and being able to schedule a call with that person. Um, but the premise of even YouTube, right. Is that we're not creating content with the intention of, I hope someone, um, sees this and just immediately calls me and says, I want to do real estate with you. Right. Obviously that does happen, but we don't personally, as the content creator, we don't go into it with that mindset because if we did, right, it's going to come across that way. Um, and so I think that's, that's the big, the big thing for me. Yep. I'm going to keep monitoring the, the questions about coming in for Instagram here, but I want to break down a little bit more like the psychology of this. Cause in the YouTube world, I get the call every day, Jackson, you know, my channel's not great. I need more views and followers. I'm sure everybody that coaches with you, their number one thing is followers. At the end of the day, it's not the, yep. it's not getting the followers, right? It's being yourself and allowing the algorithms to go out and find people most likely to enjoy your content. So what's your like answer to that? Or when I say, Hey, you know, I just want more followers. What do you tell me? I mean, gosh, I hate that question so much. Um, and I tell people that it has nothing to do with how many followers you have. It has nothing to do with how many likes you're getting on your content. It has everything to do with, is that content serving your person? And are you creating relationships through your content? Right? So it's not about how many followers you have. It's about of the followers you do have, are they the right kind? And are they the kind that can actually bring you business? So a lot of the things that I know you guys teach is creating a really hyper local following. So when it comes to Instagram, how do we create a really hyper local following? And the way that we do that is through how we engage with people um, on YouTube. I would imagine um, from my understanding of it, it's very similar to, uh, to that, right? Meaning the thumbnail you create, are we talking to a specific type of person? Are we using SEO in our uh, description? Are we using SEO in our titles? Are we thinking about the ways that we can tap into the person that we're actually trying to serve? And then are we creating content to serve their pain points, not ours, yep. right? So as somebody who um, has bought and sold a lot of real estate, I can tell you that my pain points in most cases are not the content I see on the platform. And it's because the people creating content aren't asking their ideal client what their problems are, Yep. right? I exactly. Mean, that, that's the big thing. All right. The questions are firing in now. So we're just going to roll with those. Hey, Michelle, what kind of schedule for Instagram posting seems to have the best results, i.e. stories, posts, reels, how much per day of each kind? Yeah. Great question. Um, living St. Louis. I don't know what your first name is, but that's a fantastic question. So the question I would say, or the answer to your question is the way that I teach this is a 30 day rotating calendar. And it's designed to be a really beautiful marry of business and personal. Um, and Jackson is actually um, a client of ours. Um, and he actually got to go through this process with us 
Mm -hmm. um, and what we do is we break down into value series content. We break it from value series into testimonial content, or in, in a lot of cases, it, it's client wins um, is how we kind of coin it. Um, and then the third one or the third pillar is actually um, clips or snippets from what Jackson does on this channel. Um, so if you guys follow Channel Junkies on Instagram, that's just recently been revamped and you'll start to see that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fourth pillar, the most important pillar of all of them, aside from value series, is lifestyle content, right? So it's who is Jackson? Like, Ty, I want to I know what Jackson does when he's not working. I want to know what Jackson does when he's not on this live. I want to know what Jesse does um, when he's done speaking on stage. I want to know what kind of steak they like at the restaurant, right? So lifestyle content is how we create commonality. Now, as far as reels is concerned, that's, I see that question there. Um, I would tell you that if you're gonna do reels, which you definitely should, that would fall on a lifestyle image day, right? So in total, over the course of 30 days, you, you theoretically would have 15 lifestyle image days. So of those 15, you know, my personal goal every month is three to five reels. I think every person just has to, you know, do it what works best for them, but using reels is a non-negotiable, absolutely. And stories should be every single day, like clockwork. My um, homework assignment to any student of mine is five to seven per day. Um, and that can be a combination of business and personal. It could be as simple as, you know, you turning the Keurig on to put, a, you know, your second cup of coffee going for the day all the way to, you know, you're now doing a showing, you know, doing a walkthrough tour, if you will, of a house. That's funny. Nicole, the next question says, Instagram, should we be doing reels of small businesses or fun things to do in the area? One billion percent. Yes. Um, I talked to somebody the other day, actually, um, who was actually a channel junkies referral, which is crazy. Um, but they said, hey, I do this for Nashville, like or in Nashville um, on YouTube, because this is what Jackson teaches me. So how would I do that on Instagram? And I said, what do you mean? It's the same exact thing. If you're talking about the five best yep. places to have breakfast in Nashville, then turn that into a video value series or a video real series where you interview, maybe you, or you don't even interview, maybe you do five, three second clips of you walking into each one of these restaurants and, or it's a clip of you ordering your food. It's a clip of you um, getting the food handed to you. It's a clip of um, how cool the bathroom is because it's like really well and, you know, crazy, crazily designed, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, turning it into this, how can I feel like I'm there with you vibe in a reel. And I think fun things as well as small businesses, I think you can go so many different directions, but I really think that real should be a combination there of the two. Love it. Yeah. And, and, and think about the, the accounts that you follow. It's usually people in, in, in subject matter that you enjoy and you like watching people do that. So that's us as real estate agents. We don't want to be doing all this content about like escrow process and the boring stuff. Like it's, it's, it is a little bit of daily life, but it's also answering consumers questions. And that's one thing that I've leveraged on, on this side of Instagram is like, I can take these top five most asked questions about YouTube for real estate and turn those into clips. And my viewers tend to really enjoy that kind of stuff because I'm answering that. But then you throw in a picture of me holding a big old trout by the mouth and like that picture kind of blew up. So now they're kind of like, okay, this dude fishes, I like him. And you know, he's, uh, he's outdoor and you know, he's teaching me stuff. So it's it's the the combination of both. We got some more questions. They're I mean, starting- That's exactly- Yeah. That's exactly what we teach, right, Jackson? Yep. I mean, and that's what you're now doing on Instagram side <clears> of things. You were already doing it on YouTube, but specifically on Instagram, it's what you just said is so perfect is, you know, we asked you for that picture from your camera roll and you sent us a picture of you holding a big ass trout yep. and it literally blew up on Instagram and people were like, what? And the thing about that that's so powerful is it created conversation, right? Conversation is how we turn 
our platform into business opportunities. Because if we're not having conversations, we can't get to the business part of it, right? Yep. But a conversation doesn't have to originate in, here's my most recent listing. And really, I don't think it ever will in most cases. Yep. Instagram question from Tom says, should you both have a, or, or should you have a personal and business? If you have both, should you delete one? Um, I would tell you that you need to just have one and it needs to be a business account and it needs to be a combination of business and personal like we've been talking about. So if you're trying to generate business on Instagram, you need to have a business account for a multitude of reasons. Uh, you know, the, the analytics power, um, the things that we can see that are successful and that are not successful um, in our numbers allows us to recreate and duplicate content that's working and not working. Um, I mean, it, that's kind of a, a no brainer there, but also on the business account side, um, if you have a contact button because you are a business page, it allows the tap ability, right? To be super, super fast. So if someone likes you, someone likes your content, someone then wants to get a hold of you, we don't have to manually type your phone number in or manually type your email address in. So the distance between I'm consuming your content and I'm now in your inbox or I'm now in your text messages. Um, is way faster. Now, as far as business and personal content, I mean, it's kind of what we've been talking about. You need to be personal on your business page, but your business page isn't all business, if that makes sense. And it does. All be. And I, I teach YouTube a lot and then people ask a kind of a um, origination style question. It hasn't been asked yet, but I'll do it. A, how do I know if I have personal or business? And B, how do I switch it to business? So it's your, uh, I get that question a lot. People are like, I have no idea if yeah. I do or don't. Um, now, the, the easiest way to tell is if you go to your profile and you look at your page, um, you'll have a contact button on or underneath your bio, excuse me. So that contact button will show up. So it'll have like a follow button, an insights edit profile button, and then a contact button. That contact button, if you click on it, you should see your phone number and email address there. The second thing you could do is go into settings. So if you click settings, click account, scroll all the way to the bottom. It'll say switch to professional, switch to business or switch back to personal. Um, so if it says switch to professional account, then that means you're obviously a personal account because it's in inviting you to switch to a business. But if it says switch back to a personal account, that means you're already a business account. So it's a very, very simple setting button. Good. All right, they're firing in guys again. Jackson Wilkie with the channel junkies. I'm all you know, all things YouTube. So if you want to grow that real estate YouTube channel, I got hundreds of videos for free teaching it. Make sure you subscribe. And this is Michelle Berman. In case you have to go, just go check her out on social. She has the Instagram power method uh, that you can also go see as well. So that you can DM her. She's the Instagram queen. Um, to learn more, but we'll just keep ripping. If you guys got questions about Instagram, this is your time to ask her everything and all things Instagram. I see all the questions above about YouTube. I'll get to that after. So if you want to ask those two, I'll get to them. Do you have a platform that you recommend for batch creating and then scheduling out content for a whole month? Do you, rem do you recommend scheduling? Yeah. So we use an automation software called Planoly. It's P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And that automation software is one of the only AI approved automation softwares, meaning it's approved by Instagram. So there's a lot of third-party softwares that are not approved by Instagram that will actually hurt your algorithm or hurt your effort on the platform. Planoly is not one of those, so that is a good thing. It is very much so approved by Instagram. Um, and as far as batching, um, typically what we do um, and what we teach our students to do is batch anywhere from seven um, to 15 days, if you will. You can obviously map out and plan out a full 30 days in advance. But I think the one thing I would tell you to do is to, to allow for fluidity 
and you'll realize that there will be things that pop up in those 30 days. So on lifestyle image days, for example, leaving them as a little bit more placeholder-y and then you know, having images as backup, if by the time you get to that day, you don't have anything new or fresh you wanna post, you have backup content. Like for example, with Channel Junkies, right? We had Jackson and Jesse send us a ton of just camera roll photos so that if and when it came to a lifestyle image day, we didn't have anything that was new or fresh for them. We had that in, you know, the pipe or, you know, kind of in our back pocket, if you will. But I would say, keep in mind that there will be fluidity that should happen or you should allow for fluidity to happen because like 30 days is a long time, right? So there could be things that come up in, in your business that you want to share on those days. Yep. All right. I love these. There's, there's a lot of good ones here. Katie says, uh, can you give an Instagram account examples that do this well, specifically, you know, YouTubers or real estate that repurpose their content to max effect? Besides that, anybody uh, Yeah, I mean, if you look at, look at, look at Channel Junkies, I mean, for that matter, because we just took over uh, the Channel Junkies account, like uh, the very beginning of the year, right? Yep. My company and I did. And um, I met Jesse on accident, actually, at one of my private events. And Jesse yep. and I became fast friends. Um, Jackson was introduced to me by Jesse. And then now Jackson and I actually live like two hours apart. Little did we know. Um, but yeah, so I think Channel Junkies is the best, the, the fastest way to go look at how we've been helping them repurpose their content. There's a ton of different accounts. In particular, her name is Regina Chen. She's a licensed real estate agent out of Irvine, California. She just became a client with us. So start following her and keep your eye out on how we repurpose all of her content moving forward. There's another great one. Her name is Alex Wilson. So if you look at alex.wilson.real.estate, she's a fantastic one. Heather in Atlanta, her Instagram handle is VDL, V as in Victor, D as in dog, L as in Larry sells ATL real estate. So she's a licensed agent in Atlanta, Georgia. There's so many good ones. My number one highest producing real estate agent on Instagram that's ever gone through my course. Her name is Carla. If you look her up on Instagram, it's investment real estate AZ. She's a multifamily real estate agent in uh, Phoenix. Cool. You guys can uh, do the playback or I'm sure you, you wrote them down or DM Michelle Berman. What's your handle? Is it just Michelle? No, it's Berman Media Social. If you guys Berman want to find me media there, it's Berman, B-E-R-M-A-N, Media Social. Yep. Cool. I'll write that. So Berman Media Social. Go find her. You can DM her for more information. All right. Random Instagram question. We like those ones. Should our profile picture be a professional headshot or more casual? And should it be the same as the YouTube profile picture? I don't know what your YouTube profile photo is. I think that's a Jackson question as far as what you should do there. But on Instagram specifically, um, it should be a headshot of you. It shouldn't obviously be one of you, you know, at your bachelor party would definitely not be my recommendation. Um, but if you have a good, you know, somewhat professional photo of you, I would highly recommend that. And the most important thing that I would say is that it should be a photo of what you actually look like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you just changed your hair color, then I would make sure that it's updated so that if I see you in real life, I'm like, that's not who I thought you were. Mm -hmm. um, because remember that what we're doing on Instagram is creating relationships that could potentially turn into, Hey, I would like to go meet you or Hey, can you come help me list my property? So you don't, you never want to be, not be the person that somebody thinks you are when they then get to meet you. So I would tell you, you know, even in your lifestyle content, be cognizant of that and make sure you're sharing content that is of who you actually are. Yep. And not always, you know, from 1990 when, you know, you were born like me. Um, so just, just be cognizant of that. I'm, I'm a big proponent of the, of the face too. I was just teaching our, our new launch program, a bunch of new agents getting into YouTube of like their logo, their channel art. 
And you know, the question always comes up like, well, I'll just take a stock picture of my, my real estate logo. And I'm like, it, it we're building personal brand. And, and the thing is like, people come onto a social media platform or YouTube and they're there for a little bit and then life happens, kids are assholes, they gotta go and they go, come back a day later, three days later, and if they see that face, they're like, oh my God, I like that person's content or I didn't like it, right? That's fine. We don't want them anyways, but I'm all about putting my face on every thumbnail, on all my pictures, because I just want people to go, that's that guy's video that I really enjoy. I'm going to watch his stuff. And so I would imagine, you know, in, in the social media platforms and stuff as well, a good, clear picture of yourself, it just brings people back. They, they know it's you and, and you are brand you, right? We're not building a, a brokerage's brand or anything else. It is brand you. Well, okay. and I think that goes to, that goes into the next part of it, right? Is like if you see my logo, which is behind my head here, yeah. right? I hope that anytime every anybody sees the Instagram Power Method logo, they immediately associate that to my face, and then vice versa. If they see my face, they'll be able to say, "Hey, I know that girl. That's the girl that has that Instagram course, right?" So if I see the Channel Junkies logo, I don't even have to take one guess as to who that is mm -hmm. because I know that the person behind the brand is Jackson and Jesse. Um, but again, that takes time, right? But the visual of who is this person is the foundation of that. Um, and if we don't know, if we don't know what that person looks like, it's really hard to create relatability in a logo, right? And at the end of the day, here, here's the thing I, everybody needs to hear me say, we're not hiring you for your logo. We're hiring you for who you are as a person. Yep. And honestly, most of us, you know, as consumers of, of people or as consumers who would hire a real estate agent, we may never even see your logo because it's it's really not how we are creating that relationship with you, right? We're creating the relationship to then see your face and sit in a car with you and go look at houses. Dude, there's so, nothing more painful not too than the like logos not yeah. building brand is so hard. Like if you're gonna actually like build a logo or something, man, you question it every time you post it. You're like, oh, people aren't gonna remember this people, but over time. It happened. And I remember going through this too. And, and like, I see, you see certain brands and certain logos out there and I'm sure they had the same thought. I'm, you know, like they, the, they didn't like Nike, like they hated that symbol and everything, but look at it now, you see it, you know what it is, but it is the consistency aspect. Like you said, it doesn't take one or two posts. It's, it's consistent branding. And then you associate people know when they see a freaking GoPro and a, a camera in the fit, like that's the channel junkie, you know, logo. It just is what it is. So, um, we'll keep getting through some of these questions yeah. here. All right, Erica says, should you share your Instagram story automatically to Facebook or do them separate? Um, honestly, the, the thing with that is, guys, I think you overthink that. Anything you share on your business Instagram is automatically going to share to your business Facebook if you allow it to. Um, there's nothing wrong with that because keep in mind that the people who are consuming you on Facebook in most cases are probably not the same people that are consuming you on Instagram because, you know, think about, think about myself, for example, I have like 3000 Facebook friends, but I have almost 10,000 Instagram followers. So I know for sure that everybody that's consuming me on Facebook is not the same as who are, who's following me on Instagram. And the other thing too, is that some people may consume you on more or consume you more on one platform than the other. So the way I would look at it and the way I teach it is create the content in the first place, post it on Instagram or in Instagram stories, let it go to Facebook. And then there's definitely a, a strategy behind what content, as far as what you put on your feed, that I would also then recommend you share on your personal Facebook, aside from your business Instagram, right? So there, there's some other strategies around that. 
Cool. We got a couple more questions here, guys. You, you know me. I mean, I'll stay here as long as you, you got. She she may have to go, but ask your Instagram questions. It does, there's nothing too new. There's nothing too advanced. Just just everything that you have, even you know down to the you know length of videos and everything. Just whatever you have questions on Instagram, she's here to ask or answer anything. Um, yeah. So Tom asks, should your business name be your name or the same name as the YouTube channel? Can you change a business name? Um, so when it comes to Instagram specifically, you know, I, I don't know what Jackson would recommend as far as how you name your channel. I think Usually we do like living question. in Portland, Oregon um, or living in Houston, Texas, or that's kind of what I teach for SEO purposes, yeah. but yep. So on Instagram, it's very similar. Um, your username itself, I always recommend it has the word realtor or it has the word, um, or the name of the city or the, you know, the county, if you will, that you specialize in serving. And then the you, underneath your profile photo, there's a bold line. This is called your name line. So if you hit edit profile, you'll see the username and name line. Um, in the name line, it should be your first name dash, uh, you know, if you're Tom, it'd be whatever city in Florida, I would say that you specialize in. So let's just say it's Orlando, it'd be Orlando Realtor, right? So Tom dash Orlando Realtor. And the reason being is that anywhere that it shows up in bold on your profile is your SEO. So in theory, based off what Jackson just said, and, and my answer, I would say your, the answer to your question directly, Tom would be, yes, they can be the same. Um, and in this case, especially if you're creating a multi or uh, not multi, but repurposing content from YouTube to Instagram, then they should be the same because you're creating consistency. So if I were to Google Tom care, I would get the same everywhere I see you. Yep. Okay. And they ask, how much does the Instagram power method course cost. Do you just have somewhere to send them? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I don't I don't mind talking about it. The Instagram Power Method program is a, is a one-time payment that gives you lifetime access. So, Tom, if you're interested, I would definitely just recommend reaching out to me uh, directly on Instagram and I'd be happy to either set up a call with you or I, we can just go back and forth in DMs if that's the easiest. As far as price point, I would tell you uh, you get what you, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. So, the course is a one-time payment of 17.97. Um, I've never had to give a refund ever. And my refund policy, the way that it works is if you do everything or if you can show me that you've done everything in the program and you've implemented every single homework assignment um, and can provide proof and it doesn't work for you, I'll give you your money back. And the reason I can tell you I've never had to is because if you do that work, it's not going to be a matter of if, it's going to be a matter of when that you generate business off of it. So as far as the investment is concerned, I mean, think about it this way. How many houses do you have to sell to make $17.97 back? Not even one. Yeah. And I mean, it's like what I say, just reach out to her and DM her and have a conversation. It's not for everybody. My course is not for everybody. If you're not going to go through it, like don't waste no. the money. We want people who actually do it. And you know, that's why you reach out, you have those calls and see if it's going to be a fit for you or not. Perfect. Michelle, what's your take on what the bio should include for a realtor's Instagram? Such a good question. The answer to that is, and I would love to know living St. Louis. I would love to know what your first name is. Cause I feel like I want to say living St. Louis, but I know I have to deal with this on, on my Wednesday lives, um, but, uh, it is what it is. I'm sure he'll comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the answer to your question is it should be an, I help statement. So it shouldn't be about yourself. It shouldn't be, um, really have anything to do with you. Right. So the fact that you're a dad or that you, you know, have two or that you, you know, you love coffee and and that you love jujitsu, like that's not what should be in your bio. What should be there is what I call an I help statement, which stands for um, who you help, how you help them, and what's the end result that you generate for someone. Um, meaning when I come across your content, I should know very quickly 
Um, you know, are you the right person for me? If I follow you, if I consume your content, are you going to be providing solutions to what my problem is? Right. So the best one I've ever seen in my career is a, a fellow veteran in San Diego. And he actually created an I help statement that said, uh, retired Marine specializing in helping other veterans utilize the VA loan to purchase a home for 0% down. So it was very direct. He was addressing the fact that he was a veteran, but that it was how he was able to connect and help other people um, use a VA loan and do it with 0% down. Um, so again, an I help statement is who you help, how you help them, and specifically what the end result is that you generate for them. Um, and then you should have a brief call to action above your website link. So it doesn't need to be a full sentence. It just needs to be some form of CTA that actually gets people to care about clicking the link that you provided in the bio there. It's a complete parallel to what I yeah. teach in YouTube, guys. So at the beginning, it was all sales. It was all contact. It was all direct. It was all, here's the links. Here's the landing pages. Here's the conversion. Here's the, right? It's all sales. There was no value add. There was no personal brand. So to, to, to parallel all of this together, you, you're, you're putting out content that captures people's attention. Then they build a trust or they don't, right? We want to build that trust with people that like us for who we are. So you have to be yourself on camera. You have to be yourself on social media. And then the bio, just like our about section, has is not about me. It's about what we do, what the channel's about, and how we help people, right? And so that's what we've been able to develop through our about sections and everything. And on ours, you know, has keyword research. So you're thinking about moving to Portland, Oregon, or you're thinking about moving to Houston, Texas, right? With this whole channel's about that. We do so many vlogs. We're going to show you every square inch of Houston, Texas, so you'll know the best area to live. So that about section is going to work exactly the same for, for Instagram as well. Like you're giving people exactly what they want, who you are, what you do, what you love. And then yes, we have the call and we love working with people every day. So reach out to us, right? And if you don't have those calls yep. to action in there, they won't call you. Yeah. I mean, I, it blows my mind, right? People are like, nobody calls me off of Instagram. And I'm like, are you asking people, are you leading them to that? Right. Um, and this goes into the second part of the, the comment I was going to make, by the way, I, I looked up living St. Louis on Instagram because he recently just followed me in the last his name five Jacob. minutes and his name is Jacob Jackson. So yeah, no, we're going to call him Jacob now. Jake um, Diddy. So Jacob, um, in your captions, right? All of your copy, when you're writing and creating content on Instagram, any of the copy that is also searchable, right? So if you have key terms or if you're using words in your caption that are related to specific cities or like how Jackson teaches you guys how to make it so that, you know, the five best things are your, the five things that you'll love the most about living in Orlando, Florida, like those trigger really searchable mm -hmm. topics that, that is relevant on Instagram just as much. Um, it's, it's found a little bit differently, um, but it's parallel as far as how um, using terms that are going to capture attention work. So it's the same. So this question wasn't asked, which I'm surprised, but I'll ask it. I think the biggest thing with YouTube or with Instagram is it kind of made this whole like hashtag world, right? Like let's talk about the hashtags. How many do we need? Are we overdoing it? Where do hashtags go? And just, yeah, let's just hashtag life. Yeah. So um, let me be the first to tell you, I've been doing this for a time and Instagram is ever changing, ever evolving. I feel like it changes every single day. Um, but hashtags are becoming more of a term or more of an opportunity to find places to engage than it is in a sense of how we go viral. 
if that makes sense. So back in the day, the proper hashtag com combination, if done really strategically, it would make your content go viral. Today, hashtags are more of a more of a place that we can use to help us go find where to engage on the platform. Um, so when it comes to how to use hashtags for yourself, um, every piece of content you put out, my recommendation is all 30 because that is the maximum that you can use. So there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't use all 30 of them. There's no magic formula that if you use three to five, your content will do better. That's not a thing. Um, and out of the 30, um, the way that I teach it is 20 of them for every piece of content should be specific to the city that you serve. Um, go hyper, hyper local, right? So it can be super smaller cities. It can be larger, broader cities. It can even be like the like in Arizona where I used to live, um, local 480. So 480 was the hashtag, uh, or sorry, 480 was the um, area code for most Arizona phone numbers. So looking up hashtag local 480 was actually a really good hashtag for finding other people who were local to Arizona. Um, so just doing the research there. Um, but 20 hashtags should be specific to where you live, the cities, and um, what you do for a living, right? So if I go to the platform and I'm trying to find a, uh, a St. Louis real estate agent, um, then I better, or you better have hashtag STL realtor in your set of 20. Um, and then the other 10 that you use for every piece of content should be specific to the piece of content itself, right? So if you're posting a picture of you having dinner at a steakhouse in St. Louis, then some of your hashtags should be um, related to, you know, hashtag St. Louis restaurants or hashtag STL steakhouses, right? Specific to that piece of content and the other 20 fall into the category of what we've already talked about. So 10 specific to the piece of content and 20 specific to what you do for a living and where you do it. So having a list and copy pasting, no go, or can you do it with a couple? I would definitely, I mean, I would definitely not recommend that. It's a very, very time consuming. So what I would tell you to do is use the automation software that I teach you how to use and save your sets, right? So in Planoli, you can save an unlimited amount of sets. So if you have different buckets of cat or kind of of categories of the types of content that you post, you can kind of pre-create some of those sets and it'll save you a ton of time. Yeah. And does it help you? And thank you so much for all these tips. Michelle is what they're saying. Thank you. A lot of thank yous out there. And and guys, continue to ask questions, whatever you got. That that finished up our questions. But if you got some more, does that program help, you know, with selecting some of the hashtags as well? Like, you know, the YouTube platform helps suggest some of the best tagging. You know, is, is there a, does that software help you with the tags? Because I know like when I tried doing Instagram like a couple years ago, coming up with 20, 30 is brutal. It's hard. You know, it takes forever. Yeah. So it's actually a lot faster than you think it is. If you know what you're supposed to be looking at as far as categories, right? So yep. if you know that you're supposed to be using hashtags that are specific to the city that you live in, um, it's way easier because to, to, to go down that wormhole, right? Cause Instagram will actually pre-populate another 10 or 15 or 20, um, that are relevant to the one that you just searched. So when it comes to creating that set of 30 and then saving it in Planoli, it really shouldn't take you very long. And that's another benefit to having multiple sets because you shouldn't always use the same set, right? So you should have multiple that you can kind of go back and forth between. So Instagram makes it way easier and it pre-populates based off of that. Whatever you search, it pre-populates others that are relevant to that. Okay, another question uh, is, sorry, what's Michelle's account? And I am typing it right now. It is Berman Social media no 
Berman Media Social. There you go. Or, yeah, Berman. Yep. Okay, so Berman Media Social is her Instagram. Go hit that, and, and you know you can DM her any other questions. Sometimes pe people, you know, with me, they like asking those those questions privately. They don't do it like doing it out in the public. That's fine. That's what we're here for. <laughs> and I know she'll, you know, answer anything as well. So you guys, Berman Media Social, there it is. You know, ask her anything. We'll, we can wait for another, a couple more questions. Is there anything else like, okay, you know, real estate agents, what are two, three things you're seeing working best? Focus on what, what could they go do today? Like what was one thing they could go, like a task they could get done today? Yeah, well, the thing I want you to do right now today, first and foremost is stop talking about how many listings you have. Stop talking about how much money you've made last year or that you're in the top 1% of the, you know, Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in your office or in your area, right? Because that's not what your people want, nor is that what people care about, right? What people care about is how can you help them? So when you create content, think about some this one thing and, and keep this in the forefront of your brain. Um, if I have a client that calls me, what are some of the questions that they have? So Jacob lives in St. Louis, right? Tom's in Florida somewhere, right? Northern Florida. So for both of you guys, um, just because I'm using your cities as an example. So if I'm trying to move to St. Louis, but I happen to live here in Louisiana and I'm like, well, I don't have the opportunity to go drive there first. So this actually happened to me. I'll use my real life example here. And Jackson, you know this, but um, when I, my husband and I were moving to Louisiana, where we live now, um, I had just had our son. So my son was two weeks old. We knew we had to move the first week of September. My son was born August 25th. So guess what? I couldn't get on a plane and fly out here to Louisiana to find a place that was good in this area for my husband and I to live in. Right. So I had to trust that real estate agent to help us um, make that decision and, and find good places to live. If that's something that you've actually encountered in real life with a client, then create content on it, right? Talk about here's five things that you need to know about buying sight on scene in St. Louis, right? Or here's five things that I would tell you as your real estate agent, if you have to buy sight on scene in St. Louis, right? Because that's what people are talking about, right? That's what people are struggling with when they have to make these decisions. Now I'm a military wife, so that's part of the, the move situation yep. being that fast. Um, but I think that's another piece of it. And, and so first and foremost, create content that solves your people's problems, not your problems. So if you don't know, call them and ask them, call your favorite clients and be like, Hey, what are some of the questions you have around investing? Like what scares you about investing? And then create five pieces of content around that. Right. The second thing that I would tell you is to focus on engagement in a more structured way. So spend time engaging with intention. Don't just engage to engage. Right. So we have a, a tracker in our course um, called the Instagram power method engagement tracker that allows you to categorize your engagement Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you know exactly where you're supposed to be spending your time engaging every single day to grow a hyper local following to where you can actually generate business. And I don't know anybody that does anything like Damn. how we do this. So um, it's it's pretty fire. Yeah. So there, there's, that, that's uh, two sides of it, right? Your, your daily contribution as of content and your daily contribution as of going out there and scouring Instagram and finding content. That's that's awesome. Again, guys, Berman Social Media or Berman Media Social on Instagram. Go follow and DM her with any questions you have. That wrapped up our questions today. Well, that was an awesome session. Awesome. We had a lot of great questions. And if you are new here, if we caught you, I am Jackson Wilkie with the Channel Junkies with 13 channels across the country. We've now closed over 300 homes from those all free. And I teach it for free in this channel. 
hundreds and hundreds of videos. So make sure you subscribe, click the bell so you're notified every time I do a new video. And I go live like this every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So put it in your calendar, come ask me anything. Uh, Michelle, if you wanna go, you're out of here. I got about five questions at the beginning of this that I gotta get to about YouTube content that I wanna get to, but um, I appreciate you so awesome. much for swinging by. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jackson, and, and all of you guys who asked your questions. I certainly appreciate you allowing me to pour into y'all. Find me on Instagram, reach out, any questions you guys have, and um, I'm stoked. Hopefully, Jackson will let me come back and hang out with you guys Hell another yeah. time. See you, homie. Okay, so I'm just gonna wrap up these YouTube channel questions. What programs do you have for people that are already with eXp? Every single program that we have available, people at eXp who are not partnered with us, they have access to as well. That's why we built them. The people that actually join eXp and use me or Jesse as one of their sponsors, or even even better, anybody in our downline at some point, you still get access to all of our courses and training for free. So, you know, we just launched our new launch program. You know, it is a start from the beginning program. You have access to that. So go to Channel Junkies. You can check it all out or just message me, shoot me an email. I can send you information as well. My email is jackson at realagentnow.com. There it is. If you're already AXP and not with in our downline, everything is available to you, to you guys as well. All right, so Jacob living in St. Louis, how do you get videos to rank on Google too? Unless TubeBuddy is wrong, it shows none of my videos rank on Google, but they rank everywhere top five on YouTube. So here's the thing that I've learned about Google is you know I have a lot of videos pulling over and ranking. Google takes a long time to like change its rankings. It's really weird. Um, and if you go to the, you know, go to Google and type something in and then hit the videos tab, that's usually where you can kind of see where it ranks. But sometimes it just takes like a year for your stuff to pop in there. I remember our Portland stuff, like I started crushing the YouTube and everybody's like, oh yeah, you can rank for Google. And I'd go and I'd never find my stuff. And now, you know, it's there. The other thing that can help you with Google and, and actually YouTube came out and said they're doing it automatically already and you'll see it is chapters. So I actually paid a guy on Fiverr to go in and write chapters for every one of my videos, meaning like if it's top seven things you need to know before moving to Portland, Oregon, like writing those individual chapters and, and it's not worth your time to do. It takes a long time, but those chapters can also rank in Google. So, you know, if it's like, how much is the cost of living in, in Portland, Oregon? And even if your video is not cost of living, but somewhere in your video, you talk about and the cost of living in Portland, Oregon, like that section of your video can actually rank in Google as well. So it can do with timestamps. Um, it can do with, you know, your chap your chapters. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer for it to rank in Google. Again, the majority of our traffic we're focused on is through YouTube, but I know what you mean. It does, it does feel good to get some of that stuff ranking in, in Google as well. Of all of the 13 or so cities that you guys are in, what's the breakdown of how much revenue each generates? Is it pretty evenly spread or is it really one or two top ones that bring in all the money. So fully tra full transparency, yeah, I have three or four channels that I launched, launched, launched in just the past few months, right? So there, it's very top heavy right now, but the beautiful thing is I understand how long this takes. Good, good YouTube channels. I see, you know, I see, I hear people and I've had channels close in two, three, four weeks, you know, and in the first six months they have crazy revenue, but I'm telling you the bulk of this business comes like 16 to 20 months in, right? Year and a half to two years in. That's when it gets crazy. That Everybody that reaches out seems to be three, six, nine, 12 months out. So you have to build that pipeline. You'll have the people closing. You're gonna have a lot of roller coasters. You're gonna have not as many people reaching out. Then it's gonna go crazy. And then you're gonna have some closings. Then you're gonna have nothing. But it's that year and a half, two years to where 
Now, all those people that called a year, year and a half ago are coming in and closing and this whole new inbound of calls, the pipeline's just full. So that's kind of what I see is you got to kind of get past that year, year and a half mark to get the real good consistency. And yeah, hell yeah. Some channels just flat out produce. Some channels just don't, you know, and some of them are just a, a more difficult area. You have to know the lingo and the language of, of the areas. You know, if you're in a small little mountain town, you talk differently than if you're in a massive city like Houston. If you're in a, you know, the Florida Keys, it's a hell of a lot different than, you know, being in Phoenix, Arizona, just the type of buyers that are coming. So you have to speak differently in the videos I'm telling you, dude, there's nothing I, I, I've gotten my ass kicked more than anybody. So I would say right now we have probably six channels that are gonna be the breadwinners, right? Portland, obviously, probably both of our Idaho channels, they already are big producers. Phoenix, Houston, and I think Nashville is gonna be just insane. Uh, it already is, you know, with the reach outs. So those main channels are probably gonna be carrying the majority of the load. But again, after a year and a half, two years, we'll see the other ones are gonna be closing in, you know, great volume and, and good deals. And so it's all gonna, gonna matter. But yeah, there's definitely hot areas. And hey, I'm, I'm stretched out. If I had one channel, you know, I'd be doing three solid videos, maybe four. Like I would be killing it with one and, and it would probably, do, you know, do more, more closings. How important are playlists? Should all videos be under a playlist? Like, I mean, I could get away with an entire channel with no playlist and be just fine. Because at the end of the day, I'm ranking videos and those videos are what are getting suggested. The cool thing about playlists, and I've looked at analytics, you're not going to get tons and tons of playthrough, but if people do get into a playlist, they don't have an, a, like a way to escape until they just turn it off, right? Your videos are gonna just continue to play. And you know that if you if they just watch one of your videos, you know, other you know, we put end screens in, so you know, our videos get recommended, but even our end screens rarely get clicked. So it's not the most important thing, but you do have the ability to rank playlists. And when people come to your YouTube channel, I think that's where it's more imperative to have a couple playlists. So for instance, like our Portland, Oregon channel, I have, when, when people come there, there's playlists about living in Portland, Oregon. There's playlists about living in Vancouver, Washington. There's playlists about living in Salem, Oregon. There's playlists about new construction, full vlog tours. There's playlists of luxury, uh, full vlog tours. So basically anybody who comes to that site, they're going to have their their playlist that they like and they'll be able to click it. But again, it's not like the most important thing. It's not like this secret weapon that you can go get like all these extra views and rank and stuff. At the end of the day, I'm wanting really good long videos that rank and get uh, recommended a lot. What do you think is the minimum time length for a video? Um, what I've found is that for this real estate stuff, I'm usually gonna try and stick around that 10 to 12 minute on the minimum side. I like more of the 15 to 20. Those are the ones, especially with, you know, I had the question earlier, hey, there's a couple living in channels here. Well, when I came to Texas, I had 10 of my students here with living in Houston, Texas channels. Didn't bug me one bit. I named my channel living in Houston, Texas, and I know, cause I've traveled the world and I've competed against everybody now. Um, I'm just gonna build better, longer videos. I'm gonna get longer average view durations. So. Sometimes my average view duration is 13, 15, 18 minutes. So my average view duration is longer than your video is in total. Over time, I'm probably gonna outrank you and everybody else and I'm gonna hold that top spot. So I like long videos. You know, a lot of real estate agents and digital marketers these days, they teach you short form content. It's all hogwash. That shit's all for entertainment. You know, it's just for, you know, TikTok, you know, the TikToks. Uh, and if I'm going to do like Instagram, Facebook, anything like that, I'm literally going to do the same recipe as YouTube. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to answer the consumer's question and I'm going to shoot content like that and let the algorithms work for me. But 
I want good long form video. If you're talking about YouTube, especially 10 to 12 minutes on the, on the, on the short end. So you say it hurts your channel if you give a link to the video, but does it hurt your channel if you give out the link to your channel and not a specific video? Again, I'm not a huge proponent of it. I like people finding it organically because if somebody searches, you know, living in North Florida or living in Florida and they see your videos in your channel and click it, that is where all of the gold is, right? They searched it, they found it. Now the algorithms go, okay, these type of people like it, we're gonna recommend it to them. People go, well, somebody else shared my video. Well, if they searched it and they're coming from California and they go, oh my gosh, my other friend's moving to North Florida too, I'm gonna share this channel with them, that's gold too because they're gonna start consuming your, your content as well. So a share from somebody else is great, right? Who actually searched it and found it. But yeah, you you going out and putting your channel all over and your email list, your Facebook, you know, your it's it's really bad for it. You're going to be putting it in front of people who do not want it. They're just going to click on, click off, and it's going to hurt click through rates, average view durations, everything. So I just do not do it ever. So what about living in a small Midwest Rust Belt town where there aren't as many people looking to relocate there, but more people moving around the community for YouTube specifically? Yeah, it's going to be tough. If there's nobody really moving in and out, again, I, I don't make anything up. My toughest clients, California clients. There's not a lot of people moving to California. There's a mass exodus coming out, you know, our way to, you know, the Sun Belt, to Idaho, to Montana, you know, to Phoenix. They're just not really moving into California. Are they though? Yep, there still is people. And I still have California channels who are closing deals from YouTube and doing quite well because people are moving there. But is it going to be like a Texas channel? Probably not, right? And if it's a small little Midwest Rust Belt town, it may not have a lot of people moving. And that's the one thing that I've learned is that anybody that's moving within the city, you know, I was just talking to a kid in New Jersey, he goes, oh my God, everybody's moving here. And I'm like, well, where are they moving from? Well, they're moving from like, you know, inner city south to up to Northern New Jersey where they can get three times the house. And I'm like, well, those people, they're already from there. They already kind of know, I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a little tougher to, to start a channel there because, you know, if you're, you live in downtown San Francisco and you're like, all right, now I'm, I'm gonna move out to the suburbs because I don't have to work downtown all the time you already kind of know the neighborhood you want to go and you're probably not going to go to YouTube. So, um, will it work? Hell yeah, it'll work. You know, um, it's just following the same recipe and, and, um, you know, it's just may not be as hot of a channel as some of these better ones. Just, all right. So I just started looking into doing videos and which is better, a shotgun microphone or a stereo one. I learned a lot the last few days watching watching you. So it depends on what you're, what you're doing. If you're just going to be shooting in a studio, then any kind of, you know, microphone works pretty well. Again, you just want real clear audio. If you're going to be out in the field, then what you do is I, I love that it's a road. It's down in the description, R O D E. It's a road video micro. I have had the same microphone since I invented the real estate vlog. It is amazing. I've used it in my studio for hundreds and hundreds of videos. I just, you know, use the same microphone and plug it into whatever camera I'm using. And then I put this somewhere because it has great audio. Yeah, really. I mean, just find whatever's easiest for you to use for microphones and, and go with that. If you're, you know, if you're going to be in the studio, you know, you can really get away probably with the laptop microphone, you know, works good enough or like, you know, an ear pod or something like that. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You know, I have this microphone, Jesse bought it a couple hundred bucks. You don't need it, you know?
All right, I think that's it. Do you guys have any other questions? Katie says, do you post links for these Wednesday live streams or do I have to keep refreshing the page like I ended up doing today? I never turned it into a live before and I was looking everywhere. So Katie, if you just put it into your calendar every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, that is when I go live on here. So that's 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific. I go live every Wednesday on this channel. If you haven't yet, everybody out in the audience, go check out the free Facebook group. It's called Channel Junkies YouTube for Real Estate, just like this channel. It's on uh, Facebook. That's also where you can ask a ton of questions in there because there's a, you know thousands of realtors in in every different stage of life. So you can get answers questioned answers questions answered very very quickly in there as well. So make sure to go join that free Facebook group. That ends all the questions today. I appreciate all of you coming. If this is your first time, you want to learn how to grow your real estate YouTube channel, we teach it on this channel for free. Hundreds and hundreds of videos and live every week. Are you wanting to dominate on YouTube and scale your business like a boss? Oh, yeah. Check out our pro course in the show notes below or learn how to partner with us at EXP Realty to get exclusive access to all boot camps and courses. Plus, check out hundreds of free videos on how to dominate YouTube for real estate. Just search Channel Junkies on YouTube. Channel Junkies on YouTube. Into the next podcast. Peace, homies. It's Brewski time.